Yes, we are a very giving people. But can we stretch it even further? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. The upcoming Torah portion of Re'eh contains within it the declaration of Aser to Aser. Thou shalt, now there's two ways to translate this, the double term Aser to Aser can be understood to be the imperative. Thou shalt surely tithe, referring to the tithing of the crops, but aser to aser, that double, can also be read, thou shalt tithe, plus tithe. And that latter reading has us understand that the ideal to be shooting for is actually giving 20% of our crops, or as we translate it today into our world, 20% of our earnings to tzedakah, to charity. Truth be told, that's a goal that is again viewed as an ideal, but Many feel content if they can hit the basic idea of giving the tithe, giving the 10%. And let's kind of talk the rest of our discussion this evening with that as the kind of the line we're shooting for, giving that 10%, but 10% of all of our earnings, not 10% of one or two months here and there, but really shooting to see to it that across the air, our income is being shared 90% for us and 10% with others, again, really, at the minimum. Our goal, but realizing it's a minimalistic goal. Now, certainly in many observant communities, that's absolutely, an, it's, it's a law like any other law, and many people will, as soon as they get their paycheck, move a certain percentage, uh, 10%, or again, you have to deal with other issues about how you deal with taxes and withholding, but basically, uh, moving 10% of their earnings into a charitable account, or try to keep track and note <laughs> over each month or periods of the year that they've given debt at 10% to tzedakah. But let, let's talk for a moment about the reality that those who are not doing this as routine for years, it's a hard thing to do, to shift to be giving away that much, especially in a society, you know, there are many in, in American culture that consider it to be heroic if they're giving 5% of their earnings away. And there have been presidents in the United States uh, who boasted giving what turned out to be about 3% of their earnings uh, to charity when it's not the norm. And again, yeah, you know, the, the term comes up of tithing, which again, ironically, people think, oh, you got that from the Christians. How ironic. But um, again, it's not the standard out there, and people consider it to be so generous when they've given 2, 3, 5% away of their earnings. We've got to drive into our psyche the fact that God has told us, aser ta aser, tithe, tithe, or at least surely tithe. Okay, I'll admit, not all understand uh, it's a full biblical imperative when we're dealing with non agricultural earnings, but for all intents and purposes, no distinction. Uh, a very complicated topic. Uh, some will understand, ironically, it becomes more stringent if it has the status of, of a vow that was kind of taken upon Israel. But let's, let's leave out the technicalities right now and view it as, as a mitzvah. A mitzvah to be giving that 10%. How do we get to that point? How do we uh, you know, motivate ourselves to give? And I'd like to shoot to a parallel element Moshe Feinstein, in a uh, famous responsa, talks to the fact that for some people, earnings aren't even a relevant term. 
they're at a stage of life, they don't have what to share with others, their students, or family needs are really so compelling that there really are no spare dollars to be giving out, and they cannot be tithing their money, but he talks there about tithing time. Somebody who can't be giving away 10% of any earnings because there are no earnings at all or there are no spare earnings, they should be tithing their time. He talks there about older students giving of their time to learn with younger students. And time is also an asset that it's hard to part with. 10% of our time? It's a lot of time. How do we motivate ourselves to be quicker to part with our hard-earned dollars? And how do we motivate ourselves to give up our time for others? And again, not occasionally like here, volunteering uh, over the course of the year a few times here and there. To be tithing your time for others, that's a big deal. So I'd like to start with the recognition that uh, our sages tell us that there's a notion, aser to aser, the double terminology is also a hint, to aser bishvil shetis asher, give so that you will become wealthy. And God says, give of your money, and I'll give you back more. And some understand this to be a message, that God is telling us, hey, if you show me that you are acknowledging that the funds you have are available to serve others, then you are becoming a good treasurer over their funds, over you, over my funds. You're recognizing that the money that you have, I provided, and you are using it the way I want it to be doled out. So basically, if we can start recognizing, hey, the money that I have, ultimately, it's God's. Ultimately, it's His. I'm a treasurer over those funds. He wants me to use them for my family's needs, for my own basic needs, and for the needs of others in society who need them as well. Recognizing that, hey, that money that's grown in the account is really not mine. One of our other podcasts, we talked about the fact that there is no word in Hebrew for mine. There is yeshli, it's associated with me. I have it in the sense that it's oriented towards me, but it's not mine with that dominance on the idea that Ah, me, 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 me. Recognizing when it comes to our money that I'm a treasurer, but I've got to do a good job with this. And if I do, God's going to say, hey, you're a good treasurer. I'll make you treasurer over more. Certainly time. Whose time is it? Is it my time? I wake up in the morning. I'm blessed with another full day ahead. Is it my time? Do I have control? Do I have determination over how many Decades I'll be living, or days, or, or hours or seconds. Each second is a gift from God. And if that's true of each second as I face it, and each minute, and then each hour, and each full day, and each week, hey, how much of that time am I hoarding to myself, and how much do I make available to others? So both when it comes to the finances that come my way, and when it comes to the time that comes my way, the more I recognize that these are God's gifts to me, but they're gifts to me to be utilized for godly purpose, then it becomes easier to say, okay, some of the use will be providing for my own capacity to function, providing for my own health, providing for my own mental health and and comfort and stability, but others come into my view as well as I say that, hey, I have all this... God-gifted money, God-gifted time, and how can I best utilize it?
Asir ta'asir, that message in our Parsha. Tithe, tithe, surely tithe. And tithe so that you have the capacity to tithe some more. And all these ideas can blend together and help us recognize that it's here to be used in, in good measure and to be provided to others to the degree that we can. I was just reminded earlier today of a great story involving Rabbi Pesach Kron, Rabbi Pesach Kron, famed author, speaker, um, and Moyal, who does ritual circumcision on the East Coast in the New York area. He was dealing with another mitzvah related to the notion of giving of our funds to others. And that was the mitzvah of lending to others. And understanding that sometimes the means of giving the gift is not purely by letting it go, but even if we want it back. And he shared a fascinating anecdote which kind of blended the two ideas together. Charity, the form of a loan, really charity, but yet really alone. A fascinating story. When he was starting out, his father passed away when he was very young. He had just trained to be a moil. His father had been a moil, done ritual circumcisions. He just trained when his father died. And here, he's the oldest, several younger siblings, and you know, when you're a very young, very new mile, not a lot of business coming your way. And um, things were somewhat difficult. And a gentleman came over to him and offered him basically a, a if I remember correctly, the number was about $2,000 in cash. And this is going back in the 1970s when $2,000 still had decent buying power. And $2,000 in cash and right, Crone said, we're really not wanting to take charity. And the gentleman said, uh, charity? No, it's not charity. I'm lending you $2,000. So young Pesach Kron said, okay, if it's a loan, that, that very much appreciated that we'll accept. Takes the money. They use the money very quickly. It was a very, very uh, you know, desperate situation. But he was very proud when after a period of time and his reputation was getting out there, he really knew what he was doing and people were starting to turn to him uh, for the bris, and then their family situation started looking better. And he was very proud when he came back with an envelope full of cash to give this generous donor, who immediately refused and said, no, 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 I'm not taking that from you. And he said, wait a minute, you told me this was a loan. To which the gentleman responded, well, well yes, sort of. And he described it a little ways back. I had had some financial difficulties in my business, and somebody came over to me, and basically the same story. Someone offered me some cash, I declined, and he said, no, no, I'm not giving it as a gift, it's as a loan, I accepted, I came back to pay back that individual, and he said, no, 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 I'm not taking it from you. And I, I said to him, hey, I thought this was a loan. And he said, it was. Now that you can pay it back, find somebody else who needs that money, and basically give it to him with the same terms. And I give it to you, your job is now to find somebody else who needs that $2,000. Incredible way to be gifting with it being the loan, taking away some of the embarrassment. And in fact, seeing to it that that mitzvah will carry on further. So whether you are exercising your generosity muscles to simply be able to write out a larger check than before or to write out more checks, checks, who writes checks anymore, to get online and to contribute to to sponsor podcasts or to do anything else that's going to be facilitating great good done in the world. And whether you are doing a classic form of a gift to tzedakah, to great causes in the land of Israel, 
within your communities. Don't get the Cincinnati Community Colel. Uh, whether you are doing it in that manner or whether you are finding a private individual who's not so keen on giving in and accepting charity, and you can turn it into an even greater charitable act by letting it feel like it's not charity and really helping them out. Let's find ways to take heart to those messages of Aser to Aser, surely be tithing. Ideally, tithing plus tithing. And recognizing we'll be tithing and gaining more in the process. Asher Bishvil Tis Asher will be the greatest recipients of the good that we do. As God sees us as greater, uh, you know, greater um, treasurers over his funds. Exercising and expanding those generosity muscles will certainly allow us to match up our giving, make us that much more in sync with this message of the generosity and becoming greater people, certainly something we can anticipate will help us all achieve our tachlis.